Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Again, it's a great honor. It's a great honor to have you folks listen to us, to let us come across your airways. With me, as always, my friend, my co-host, uh, former freak, a weird person, uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, catch us up, man. I You know, the best part of that last sentence was former freak, former weird person. Yeah, yeah. Because yes, I don't... I- Part of my past—is that what you're saying? I think it is. I th- I I think you've graduated from being a total freak because I used to call you freak all the time. You're still you kind of a freak, but you're not sold out total freak. You're just Thanks. you're just now entry level. <laughs> yeah, you're entry level freak. So if the, if you're on a scale of one to ten uh, with your freakiness, mother, I would. Yeah. Children is going to have a little freak in her. I oh, mean, yeah. And your kids do. You know, the great thing, my kids are all messed up, and Debbie, too. We're all kind of freaky, too. So I'm not saying this, we're not, we're not messed up in a biblical kind of way. I'm just saying we enjoy life. But I'm if, if on a scale of one to 10, I'm just saying if you were uh, like when I first met you, you were going through some freaky stuff. I mean, you're going through some junk, and we talk about well, it real here. Yeah. Let's be honest. It was satanic stuff. So, yeah, and it was, and it wasn't really you. And I don't say that in a way to say that Stephanie was weak in some way, or uh, I'm, I, I just say that, and I, I correct myself because I know I'm talking more to the couple thousand people listening to us than than you. I'm saying that Stephanie was going through junk, and it wasn't of her own devices. Uh, I mean, she she was handling the stuff of losing her husband, moving back to the country. That stuff was all being handled pretty readily. The weird thing in your life, Stephanie, and I think you'll go back and say this, is the way people dealt with you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Because people screwed you up more than, I mean, I'm not minimizing uh, that your husband, you know, actor, good looks, good guy, you're hanging out, you're just really enjoying your relationship, you're 15 years in. Uh, things great. You loved him more than anybody in the entire world. I get all that, but somewhere, you know, I met you six months going along and the biggest problems you had in your life when I met you again, not minimizing losing Charles. Cause I, you know, that's most people in this world cannot imagine that. Uh, but I think, I think what people got to understand is folks who go through great trauma, like you did multiple traumas, you know, multiple traumas before you get to the mission field and then the terrible trauma losing your husband, that that's all something that you're dealing with, I think, even in a biblical way, before I came along to biblically counsel you to how to get through things in a biblical way, I think among your toughest things were people messing with you. Yeah, well, and when you've been brainwashed by a narcissist or multiple narcissists in my case, you're extra brainwashed. It's a process to... To, you know, the Lord really has to, you get to see God do supernatural healing. Yeah. And, 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 and you know what I think too, I, I think the devil has a way of bringing his people out. So mm-hmm. if I'm looking at your life, you know, we, I show up out in Indiana, 
you know, I'm hanging out with you. One of the first things I realized, and Debbie was just a couple weeks behind me when you were dealing with the tumor thing. Um, but I remember that I show up in your life and you got to admit there's company there. All There was a wonderful couple there that were great. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah. Uh, they were out, they were cutting dolls with the girls and coloring things and just being a great blessing to you. I remember thinking yeah. to myself, I mean, the guy went to McDonald's like every 90 minutes to get him and his wife an extra large coffee. That was the only so thing I think that was weird yeah. about them. Yeah. Coffee pot at that point. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say they were pretty wonderful. But on top of that, you constantly had what seemed like 10 or 12 extra people uh, in your in your home uh, at any given time. And so you had people that were, you know, telling you how to eat things properly, how to live properly, be, how to go through all these things in, in life uh, that you were trying to go through. And so I think that was very important. And, uh, uh, to understand that, man, you were just being overwhelmed, you know? And, uh, yeah. I, I remember that and that's all right. And it was a ton of candy. I remember there was a ton of candy there. You don't forget that as a fellow candaholic, you know, and, uh, especially because Caleb is a candaholic of the highest order, man, that kid will <laughs> eat, can- you put him in a candy store. He's dead in two days. You know, you <laughs> wouldn't see him for two days. He's, he's doing nothing but eating candy, man, until he passes out. But yeah. So anyway, so I say all that, that's where you got your freakiness from. We maybe took that a little bit too far, but I, I said all that to say to you folks who are listening, the faithful listeners, the gentle listeners, we love you guys is sometimes you got to turn down the noise around people suffering from PTSD. Sometimes, you know, just turn things down or somebody who's been through a great trauma, like Stephanie and her children were through un, unimaginable, uh, inexplicable. I mean, it's beyond explanation that people in this world go around and kill people and that families, uh, eight children and a mom's got to, uh, you know, escape a country. That's, that's beyond anything. But, you know, no matter what the trauma is, no matter what you've been through. And, you know, here's the other thing, Stephanie. There's a lot of people listening to us. Their trauma may have been 20 or 30 years ago, and, boy, they're in the midst of it now. And, and I'll tell you, I see that an awful lot. And uh, I see that an awful lot with people who, you know, uh, men and women who've been molested. Um, and I think sometimes we got to turn down the noise, who's involved, who knows, and then just go through the biblical process. And, and then, but also like you, Stephanie, you were totally committed. I think it's important. We talk about that on this podcast too. You were totally committed to do what you had to do to get better. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's what, um, and that's because of God's grace. Yeah. But that's, there's nothing great about me. That was just because that was God's grace. Yeah. So, so I think the lesson maybe, and I'll let you talk about this. I'll give you some time here to close this up, but I think the lesson of being surrounded, uh, all that stuff. And the, the lesson is being able to kick back a little bit, dig into God's word, get things in order, get the turn down the noise. There was a lesson in that, that finally there was a point where you were able to slow down a little bit. So what would you tell folks when, the trauma or you're dealing with this PTSD or you're in the midst of all this stuff. And it seems like the world's too busy and the voices are too loud. What would you say to folks? Well, I would say be still and know that God is God. Um, pull back. Um, that's when it learned to say no to people. Um, and that, that was very, very, very hard for me to do. Um, learn, learn to say it, you know, it's okay to tell, tell people no, you know, you're not, you're not helping this situation. Um, you need to stop coming around. 
it's okay to say that to someone. Um, learn to put up boundaries. That's huge. Um, and and someone who truly loves you and has your best interest at heart will not just respect your boundaries. They will understand that they're not in your shoes. And they're not going to throw a hissy fit because you put boundaries around yourself. Right. They're not going to be bad-mouthing you every chance they get. They're going to be saying, hey, Stephanie just needs a little bit of space. Let's pray for her and let's stop by and see her in a month or so. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how we get off on that, talking about you being a freak, I guess. But anyway, here we are. We're on the problem. <laughs> so what we did is, so we, we have this segment, you might be a knucklehead, and we're changing it up. Uh, we're changing up for a little while. You might be right with God if. So we're going on a positive road starting today. Let me ring the bell. This is a major change for us. All right, man. <laughs> this is a Christmas tree that's got bulbs on it. Uh, anyway, that stays on my desk. I know it's February or whatever. Almost. It, it is February. Uh, but anyway, you might be right with God if you love people enough to check in on them and care about them and see how they're doing. And I think that falls together, too, with uh, the idea of, you know, what to say to people with PTSD. Hey, I love you. How you doing? Pick up the phone, call people, you know, just check on people. You can really do it. Especially, you know, we have, uh, there's young couples, old couples, middle couples move into an area. They're involved. Like Stephanie's been really cool with the new missionaries listening to this right now. And he's been really cool with Stephanie checking on each other and stuff. And, and, uh, so I, I think that's pretty great. And, uh, so, you know, you might be right with God. If you do that, check on people, love people, tell me, love them, check on them, things of that nature. So here we are, Stephanie, we're on Proverbs 13 and verse number eight. And it says the ransom of a man's life are his riches, but the poor heareth not rebuke. So I'm going to tell you folks something. So actually, as Stephanie and I looked at this verse and talked about it, we really dug in a little bit, uh, looked a little bit more at commentaries and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's almost got this idea, Stephanie, where, these rich people can keep on getting in trouble and they can bail themselves out. You know, uh, that the ransom of a man's life is his riches. You know, I have all this. So, you know, back in the old days, one of the commentaries I read that literally back in biblical times, if you, you could say I mistakenly, you know, put an arrow through this guy's head, uh, but here, here's enough money for you to live a year, you know, or something like that. You could always pay yourself out of things. Uh, but the poor, they kind of stay out of trouble. In most cases, you know, they're not out there. They're really careful about what they're doing. They can't cover themselves up with the best lawyers of the day, the best things. And certainly, Stephanie, you've come across those people who flaunt their money and their way of getting out of things and their way of, uh, you've come across folks like that, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You come across situations like that where they, you know, that's that's their view of money and their view of one of the reasons it's supposed to be there. Yeah. And and so I think that I think if you if we take this as a whole and we say a ransom you know, sitting there looking at that and saying the ransom of a man's life are his riches, but the poor heareth not rebuke. So if we think about this, if somebody's got gazillion dollars, say millions of dollars, and they get in trouble, for instance, the Kennedy relatives, you know, would get arrested for rape. You got Ed Kennedy back in the day, Ted Kennedy that, you know, has a party. He's getting ready to run for president in, uh, in 1972. So in 1969, you know, his brother's presidential campaign there, Robert, who got shot and killed, he goes up to a little island called Chappaquiddick. They have a party. They bring all these girls, these young girls who are starstruck. 
um, by politician by the name Kennedy and stuff that come out there. They're all getting drunk. Uh, Ed Kennedy's drunk. He drives his car down the road. He drives off a bridge into the sound. And uh, um, he, this woman is in the car. He gets out of the car, runs home, and calls people up and covers up his story, drinks coffee and stuff. And, I mean, walks away from this thing. Gets a, gets a ticket for not telling people his car had tipped over. So I don't know the exact thing that happened to him, but never did a day in jail. Uh, you know, a deal was made, paid off the family. And, um, uh, and, and I'll tell you, that's what this is talking about, I think. I mean, how do you see this, Stephanie? You see that? Anything beyond this? No, I mean, I think that's about, <laughs> I think that you've got, you're summing it up really well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I, boy, I think we could, you know, the bottom line is those who have great riches, those who have a lot of money, you know, they can get themselves out of trouble. And uh, I think that's what it's talking about. Here's some good news. As we go into verse number nine here, it says, the light of the righteous rejoiceth, but the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. And uh, so the light of the righteous, so uh, righteousness, again, godliness, blameness, it's associated with light. And, you know, God's associated with light. So, again, this is a connection, I believe, Stephanie, to God. You know, light and righteous is, is, is God. And then in, in wicked, the devil has no dominion over light. I mean, what are you seeing in this verse? Well, what I'm seeing is that the lamp of the wicked is almost a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, it's a fake, it's a substitute, it's a counterfeit. Yeah. And we, we hear, you know, the Bible talks about God's word being a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And other verses talk about God's word abiding forever. Um, and the fact that the entrance of thy word giveth light, giveth understanding to the simple. And then this says the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. And I get the, the idea that, you know, every life is a light for something. Your life is a light. But what are you a light for? And the idea that the the wicked light, you know, that that's what a person chooses to live for is, is it sounds funny, but the light of darkness in a sense of, and that's what that, that's what that life is living for is for some satanic purpose. That's Men a counter seek darkness, right? Yeah. The fact that when the tale's told, when that person dies, it's all over. And if they have not accepted the light of the gospel, their eternity is spelled out for them very clearly in scripture. And it's heartbreaking to think about, but the lamp of the wicked will be put out in utter darkness. Yeah. And this is just, this is just making it very blunt, very clear. Yeah. But the light of the righteous isn't anything to do with the righteous. The light of the righteous is Jesus Christ. That's right. You know him, you will. You can rejoice. You'll now. shine. You'll, yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll shine rejoice. his light. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, so. I think, I think you're right. I, you know, I think righteousness is, is really, it's like this godliness that we express in real life or that we try to show in real life. It's, you know, God is light and in him is no darkness. I think the Bible says, and you know, I liked what you said. You used a the term there, the light of the wicked, 
You know, remember you used that term a minute ago, and I was thinking men seek the light of wickedness. So when we look at wickedness, again, we're involved in sin. It can be anything, you know, uh, from the lying, immorality, getting money the wrong way, slothful, all those types of things. That does have a sparkle to it. You know, that Mm -hmm. there's a way I can make more money. There's a way I can be involved in more things. There's a way I can do all these different things. But God's saying, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. My light, the light of the righteous, godliness expressed through you, which we all have an opportunity to do right now today. Maybe that's the lesson. Maybe the lesson out of this whole thing today is not that rich people can get in trouble and try to pay themselves out. Uh, maybe, Maybe this second verse, you know, the understanding that there's a light that God shines through us. And if we get that, maybe we won't hang our head as much in sorrow or depression or, you know, the Bible calls depression heaviness, right? And so maybe, maybe if we understand that light, if we understand that, boy, God is supposed to be shining through us. And it's more, I think, Stephanie, and you correct me if I'm wrong here. I think it's more than just getting saved. I think life is more than that. I think life with God is more than that. Yeah, no, it is more than that. Um, Life with God is about abundance. And I don't mean in earthly things. I mean, it's abundance just, I guess it's hard to put into words, but when you know Jesus Christ, when you're walking in his light and knowing him, um, he, he gives you a sense of fulfillment that, is almost indescribable. It's it's something that he alone can give you and put in your heart and make you, um, make you have a satisfaction that is incredible. Yeah. And, and, you know, something, I, I think a good point here is now go back. You, you were raised in the church. You were raised in the ministry. I mean, your grandfather's in the ministry, your father's in the ministry, uncle's in the ministry. I mean, you got, you got stuff going on all around you. Uh, you know, you got uncles or deacons, uncle this, uncles that, dad pastor, grandfather was a pastor, ministry leader for many, many years. Now, could how did you tell the people that were the light? How could you tell? What was it even, you know, you get to be about 12 or 14 years old. You're pretty keen. You know, people underestimate the power of a 12-year-old and above. I'm just being honest with you. Or even yeah. em- Emmy knows what's going on, you know. It's a but I you know it's at 5. But but think about this for a minute, Stephanie. I mean, think about this. Um how do you how did you know who was shining the light? How did you how do you see that? How do we how does that get manifested in those of us listening to this? Well, I think it sh- it it came out in their demeanor. It came out in their words. It came out in their interactions with those around them. Um, It came out in their faithfulness to the Lord. And ironically enough, um, I very much as a kid could tell the people that were real by how they treated me. They treated the other kids. Yeah. Um, And I think someone who truly has the light of the Lord shining through them will not ever view children as a bother. Um, someone who's really a light for the Lord is going to love children the same way Jesus loved children. Yeah. And I'm not saying you let kids get away with. Oh, no, know, we're not saying uh, you have to spend uh, uh, 23 hours and 59 minutes with other people's kids and stuff every day. But it's a, there. there is a treatment that you can see, feel, and, and know. Kid, you know, the people that that treat, you know, I, I think of one person in particular that 
um, was terrible with, with us kids when we were little and he was just, he, his mouth, he was so cutting with his words and he was so demeaning with his words and his actions. And guess what? Long after I was married and gone, that, that guy turned out to be a crook and I don't even know where he is today, but it didn't surprise me when I found out that the criminal, literal criminal stuff he had been part of, it didn't surprise me because I had pegged him as a kid, as a jerk. Yeah. It was very to me as a kid that he was a jerk. And so, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of. A lot of, yeah, there's telltale signs. So if you're bad to kids, you're a knucklehead. If you're, you know, you it's, don't, you don't have any like respect or value. Yeah. 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 And so a little while ago, a couple podcasts ago, and we're wrapping, we're on the last minute here, but a couple podcasts ago, we talked about, uh, you know, you got a bunch of great uncles, you got one that's kind of a knucklehead. So what was the difference? Could you tell the one that was going to be a knucklehead uh, when he was younger? Because admittedly, I mean, you're, uh, you were raised with some of your uncles. Some of your uncles mm -hmm. are almost the same age as you. Yeah. 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 yeah we're we're all in the same decade of each other. Yeah. No, I mean, if I have to be honest, yeah. Um, that my earliest memories. Yep. You could tell. Yep. And just, just being, a, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. So somebody doesn't want to go too far. You guys can figure out who it is anyway, but we're not going to tell you who it is unless something bad happens. If one of us gets stage four or something, we're just going to let all the names go. But anyway, so folks, I, I just want to wrap this up by saying, I do believe there's a lesson here with the light and let God's light shine through you. And it's hard to let God's light shining through you. Uh, when you're, when you got your head bowed down and you're just really depressed and just let God's light shine through you. That's all I'm telling you. God will use you. God will do it. God will make a big difference in your life. We sure do appreciate you folks. If there's anything we can do to help you, please make sure you look for us on Helpful Wounded Spirits. And we'll be glad to get back to you as soon as we can. But we hope you have a great day. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. 
We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.